Welcome to episode 51 of A Beer with Sam and Peter. 51? Yeah. 51? Can you believe it, Sam? <laughs> oh, this is season two, Peter. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm a veteran. <laughs> um, episode 51, yeah, we're back in our darkened cave room. Yep, so, in, in the studio. Yeah, no live stream uh, this episode. Sort of waiting. I, I don't think we've really uh, reached a consensus of like what we're going to do with live streams yet or... I think it's the kind of thing we'll just maybe we'll, we'll do it like every now and then every now and then just kind of when the mood takes us I yeah. suppose so watch out watch our Facebook page every now and then actually um, we probably you might see a few five minute videos here and there as well because I was thinking if if um, we have a homework movie like uh, bloody the uh, Looney Tunes basketball I've wiped uh, it from my mind already. yeah we need to we need to live what was stream that, what was uh, that called Space, Space Jam, Jam. Space Jam. Yeah, I wish I could forget. Um, if we watch something like that again, uh, we might chuck up the a live stream just so you can see us. Yeah. We get really frustrated. Because <laughs> I've heard that's entertaining. Um, what have you been up to, Pete? Um, I've been busy, mate. I've been sort of... Since we've been doing the live streams and since before then we didn't record for like a month, we haven't really had the opportunity to just properly yeah. catch up on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I've been I've been looking to move out for the first time. Yeah. So I've been spending my weekends looking for places and inspecting houses and trolling through like domain and property.com and all that kind of stuff and just... Doing Hating the, that, doing the Fucking dance. Sucks. Yeah, doing the doing the whole adult thing. Yeah, um, like spending weekends going to actually look at houses and stuff. And I found a place. So mm. yeah, I'm moving out of home. I'm doing a proper big adult thing. It's awesome. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure I'll be there to help. Oh yeah, I'll you know, you, no chance. Yeah, you, you're getting roped in. in. You're yeah. gonna help me move, move, move a couch, move a bed. Oh yeah, it'll be, be great. Be yeah. Fun. Oh, it's gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> have you? I got- don't know. All the stuff ready to put in the house. I've got pretty much all the stuff. All the necessaries. Like, you got your yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, no, I've got I've got my PlayStation and a TV and my bed. Well, so, what else you know, do you need? Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. they're absolute essentials. Yeah. Um, but I've got I've got a dryer. I need a washing machine. That's kind of the last thing. Okay. I need a washing machine. I've got like kitchen table. I've got a microwave and a kettle and. Um, you have a toaster. And a toaster. Oh, good. I don't know. If, I, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast. But before but for christmas last year oh yeah i got um from my grandparents i got the peter please move out of home hint hint kit, which was this like all these things from aldi that included like i got a mic they gave me a microwave and a kettle and a toaster and like all these utensils and stuff and like just this big pack of (laughs) come on peter we it's like, time to get your act together. We're like, but mum, we already have this. <laughs> I do not see the need. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. I've got I've got pretty much all the gear that I need because you need a yeah. hell of a lot of gear to move out. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you got to put in some effort when you first get in as well. Yeah, we we, we were at a, a friend's house party um, last, last night, night, and we were just hearing about. You know, the nightmares of moving into a, a new place and you got to clean it out and like go and check in the cupboards and there's going to be shit everywhere if it's not a new house. Yeah. It's just all the stuff. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome. Once you yeah. moved in, it's just, it, I'm sure it'll be an awesome thing. Yeah. So we, we've, space. we've found a place and we've signed a lease, but the place wasn't available for like a month after we actually signed the lease. So yeah, um, yeah not for a few more weeks until, until I actually move in. So mm. yeah, that's exciting. What happens in like a, a few more weeks as well, Peter? What do you mean? Actually, less than two weeks now. I don't know what you're talking about. So no, I, I don't nothing. Think nothing important, important happens. Come out. I mean, listeners, it's, it's Destiny Two. Destiny Two is coming out. Absolutely. But we're not going to talk about it. Now, I don't think. But it's it's definitely coming out. I, I mean, I, I don't think I could physically talk about it right now. I'm super excited. <laughs> you're just too too I'm hyped. Too damn hyped. Yeah, completely on the train for this one. And I need uh, something. I'm gonna be I need so something. busy. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of really feeling. Like, feeling I need like a good game to just sink yeah. my teeth into. Hearthstone DLC came out. I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. But it's it's just not uh, Hearthstone for me. It's got a pretty short lifespan. Every time an expansion comes out, it'll come yeah. out. And I get excited about it and I'll play it for like you know a, a couple of months, and then it'll be something that I log into. Very, very rarely. You log, you log in once a week to do the tavern brawl and get your free pack. Yeah. Um, it's just not something that really like has longevity for me. Yeah. I don't, I, I think the new Hearthstone expansion has been really good fun. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's and really it's good. really got like all of our mates yeah. playing it and stuff. And that's been, that's been real cool. I mean, we, 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 to some extent, like are free to play or, you know, we might buy like, or at least I might buy like a pack. A bunch of packs when the DLC comes out. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't think I've done it for the last couple of DLCs. Yes, I did, you it, I did it for this one. You did it for this one. You did it for the last, did it for one, last well. one. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do that instant purchase right at the start and then um, and then don't do anything afterwards. I can't like justify paying any, anymore. Yeah. It and the thing, that, like, the thing got, is though, like that's not really free to play because at the moment the Blizzard release schedule is they have three expansions every year which if you're spending 65 bucks every year every year yeah 65 bucks times three every year that's actually still quite a quite a large amount of money yeah on hearthstone that's true when you think about it like that's true you can go back through your purchase history on blizzard and see <laughs> exactly how much money you spent on like my playtime on destiny yeah it's just something you don't want to do don't do um but the, uh, maybe it's just just Hearthstone then for everybody in general. Yeah. You, if you're a normal player, you've probably got enough cards for three, um, l- like decks that people use in the ladder. Yeah. Right. And I just I would get exhausted if I had if I had a list if I had like just all the cards. Mm. I think it would. It would really help me to like keep playing because I can try new things. Yeah, but, but you've really, got, like, I'm working just with three not decks. To, yeah, yeah, I'm working with three decks, and sometimes like it can be even worse when you you put all the dust, you pour all your dust into three decks, like what happened last expansion, and, and, and one of them up, just sucks. Yeah, or one of them gets majorly countered by something that's that's ever ever. Or one gets it. massively nerfed. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's why it's sort of it's a short life for me. Anyway. Um, something I wanted to talk about. Well, before well. before we get into that, we'll just briefly mention that we're not doing a beer with Sam and Peter. Oh this yes, week. that's right. It's a coffee with Sam and Peter. Yes, just to screw with our numbers even more. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was it was we we've been here preparing for the podcast ish, I guess, for some time now. We're in, yep. we're since, in the back cave since my house. like 
since 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah. And it's now currently five o'clock, five o'clock. in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> we, Pete came over. It was lovely. We watched the home movie for this week, which is uh, which was a suggestion on last week's live stream. Mm. Uh, called it was called Lucid Dream. It's a South Korean movie. Yep. I think it's published by Netflix. Netflix, or it's distributed like by that. Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had a bit of a cooking session. Yes. About yes. Sam that. taught me how to make pasta from scratch. Yeah. With about six ingredients, which was very cool. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, we did that. That was that was fun. I kind of figured that you know I'm moving out now. I should probably cook for myself a bit more, yeah. save a bit of money, and gearing up. This is one of those things that that is very like Sam insists is very easy to do. Sort of seeing him all do it and stuff. It didn't seem like it was that easy to do. It's very few ingredients, but there's a lot of points in the process where you can just completely fuck it up. Yeah. Um, but it's also one of those things that is, you get a very impressive looking product at the That's end. That's true. And, and you look good while yeah. you're doing it. So, yeah. You know, kneading pasta dough and stuff is one of those things. Looks, uh, looks good. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that's pretty much, I mean, what, what have I been doing? I've just yeah, been, yeah, what, I've just been, um, Working up a storm. I've been sending out those resumes. Um, our friends is getting married. Yeah. Um, and so I've been working which, on... Which is... Which is crazy. Yeah. I've been working on something for him um, in the woodwork area. Uh, I had a fantastic score, actually, related to that. I will tell you guys about this. Yes, yes. Please this, do. This, this is a wonderful. great story. So uh, I was at work and um, clearing out... Um, some stuff at sort of like the back of our storage area and there was there was um, like behind some ply board uh, there was this like this huge big it was like tabletop size but I don't actually know whether what it, whether it was a tabletop or like a like a wall panel or wall a panel yeah or something, something like that but it's this huge laminated um, like tabletop size piece of timber yeah and it's got a big ass bow in it it's kind of the kind of th- it's the kind of thing where you know, at work, we should just going to throw it away, right? Because what, it, like, it's we can't do anything with it there. So I was like, oh, I'll repurpose it. So I got to take it home, strap it to my car, um, which, which is a big, heavy thing. Did you basically use your like surfboard strap? I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strapped it to the roof, and it was like raining that day, so I had to wait for like the rain to to go away for a second driving home. Um, and uh, bam, scored a, a tabletop. I'm going to screw it down into a frame. And should straighten the whole thing right out. Yep. And then I got a workbench. Nice. To then create my thing on. So I've got a project to do before the project. Yep. And probably another one, another one to do something, I'm sure, before I get around to doing this this uh, box for Um That's been me, pretty much. I yep. got a, a fantastic Halo show bag. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolute garbage. Yep. I've got some the- temporary tats. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. going to be walking around with Master Chief it on your arm, sure, and I'll, yeah. I'll have uh, Captain Locke or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's uh, probably not going to happen. Yeah. I'll probably give them out to like my brother or something, or me. Yeah, we'll and just I- do a soul sleeve <laughs> one night, like a child. Wouldn't that be great? I might actually do that. I mean, I joke, but that's probably it's happened. What's it's happen. happened in the past. Yeah, like so. Sam and I have been friends for for many many years. Yeah. And one of the, like, when we were sort of first becoming friends, one of the coolest things that Sam's ever done for me is uh, as a birthday present to me when I was in grade 12 at high school, 
we were all just kind of, it was my birthday and we were just kind of <laughs> hanging, hanging out down at South Bank, like going to Grills or something. Yeah. Or going to see a movie. Um, and the markets were on. And they had a spray tattoo place. Yeah, like and one of those ones that just stays around forever. Yeah, and they and so Sam, Sam, as his birthday present to me, said that I could get him to have whatever tattoo he want, yeah. like I wanted, could be like butterfly tramp stamp or yeah. just like pretty, a teardrop under his eye. You're pretty or, lenient, really. I think. Yeah. yeah. And what I decided that Sam would have is a full size Superman symbol on his chest. Yeah. Which which Thank he God. did. Which looked fantastic. Yeah, and it um, was until I realized it was it was like a long haul tattoo. It was like a cup. It was like a week. Yeah, or more before it came off. And the the the, the worst bit was like <laughs> when we were getting changed for for sport or whatever because our school didn't let us go to school in our sport in our sport yeah, yeah. uniforms. Yeah. We had to like get changed the period before and then get changed directly after and stuff. Yeah, and so. Just the amount of shit that got flung at Sam. Oh, yeah. And also, because our school uniform was a just a white shirt, you could see the tattoo through the shirt (laughs) as well. So, yeah, like it was was a very tame sort of tattoo. It could have been much worse, but... I'm I'm, I'm happy (laughs) it wasn't. I'm happy you picked that one. Yeah. It was still pretty hilarious, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to tell the painting story? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I've been instructed to tell the story. Oh, good. Oh, good. So, 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 so uh, Sam, this like, is another thing that happened. Uh, it's a while ago, actually, but, um, uh, Liv and Liv and I went to Sam's girlfriend. Yep. Yeah, uh, a charity auction. As you do. Yes. Yeah, for Ubuntu health. Uh, I can't quite remember the name, but it was, it was, um, it was like a, a Doctors Without Borders style of thing. Yeah. And everybody raising money for it. Um, and part of this whole like, uh, fundraiser was a silent auction. Yeah. So you like put up things up to bid. And I, I assumed that, I think the purpose behind a silent auction is to make things, um, more civilized. Right, that's the idea anyway. You know, you like you don't have to yell or anything like that. You just write basically you have a sheet of paper next to each of the items and you write down your entry, your name and your bid, and then someone can put down another bid underneath that as long as it's higher, obviously. Yeah. And then eventually the sheet gets taken away. Yeah. But it is so much worse as it turns out because like you can You can just stretch it out for this massively long Yeah, period. and you and you never know when it's gonna get picked up and you can see the other person walking over and writing it down. It's not like a public forum where they put their hands up and like everyone sees that and they're accountable. They could just stand next to you and watch you put in this bid. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were there um, and I don't think we had any intention of bidding. Yeah. Or certainly I didn't. Um, and uh, there was one of the, I think it was the most expensive thing there, but there was, there was this big uh, abstract painting uh, made done in fiberglass. Yeah. Um, with a little note, it's sort of like retail price. I think it was fourteen hundred dollars. Um, and we came to the end of the night, and Liv went over, became enamored with the painting, and saw that it was quite like quite a low bid. 
Um, and so she chucked something down, right? I, th- I think it was like the first one was like something in the order of like 350 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then this woman, like this other girl came over about our age and like wrote down another one. And we like waited a respectable amount of time. At this point we started like, since Liv was making a move, like all of our friends started gathering around her and we were all just sort of like standing there watching this document. Um, and Liv put down another one. And then this woman like, like stood like right next to her and looked real snarky. It was just the most sex in the city. <laughs> like thing I've ever experienced. Um, she, uh, this, this, this sort of bidding went on for a little bit until finally, like this woman gave up, like live right down her thing. She like looked at her friend, the woman looked at her friends, walked by us and actually did like the, like look <laughs> towards Liv and I, it's a charity auction. Um, and then it quietened down for a while. And then we basically got into the same war with a different woman. A different woman. Yeah. And this one, this one was just a real bitch. I, I like, I've just, just. Heinous, right? Like, um, every time she would just stand there and hover and look at us and it was just super tense. And we had like other people joining in, like checking the bids. So Liv didn't have to look at it all the time. Like people that like sleeper agents that we, that didn't stand next to us, but would like walk, kept, like by the table every now and then and sort of ooh, glance, you know, and see if we were still on the, uh, in the running. This bidding happened for a while and this woman just became more and more, just like rude and intense. Like I, I um, put down a bid. I thought I was going to try and silence everything. I was going to go like $50 over. Yeah. And I like walked around for a while, like pretending, I don't know, to be rich. Or something. <laughs> I, got a cup I am an international businessman. Business yeah. I basically did that. Came from the other side of the room to live and all our friends. I'm like, try to look very like, Nice painting. Enjoyed it. I'll put down a number. You know, like, so I wrote down a bid and she came up and she stood behind me and like whispered into my ear, like, why can't you just let me have it? Just let me have it. (laughs) Crazy. Um, And and I I walked away and then one of her like cronies walked over and crossed out my bid that I put down. So she essentially stealing $50 from charity from right? small sick children yeah because shit's getting intense um and then the bidding sort of continued uh my bid was like written down again i think one of the other friends like realized that they'd done something oh this is now like not good like yeah. we can get dubbed in for this and like he came over and let me and told me oh someone i don't know just <laughs> out your bid i don't know what happened yeah. <laughs> um this went on for a while and eventually like Liv started bidding like much higher than them and eventually knocked him out. But it was just the cattiest thing. And I, I, I was sitting there like Liv, you know, like Liv's a very uh, strong person. Right. I, I, I admire that. And I, all I was worried about was the fact that she, you, you can't engage with these people, you know, you got to just like say nothing, let them be insane. Yeah. Because I'm not thinking about whether we're going to buy the painting. I know we're going to buy the painting probably, right? <laughs> but I'm worried about like not being like jumped on my way home, <laughs> like to put the painting in the car at this point. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I can't remember what, I can't remember what was said. I didn't like see it, but Liv did have some sort of exchange with her. Like she was like, why can't you just let, let me have it? Well, how high are you going to bid? And it was like, oh, you know, pretty high. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, Liv, at least, is the proud owner of this beautiful painting with a story like attached like, $700 painting yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think a little bit less. We ended up getting it for, like, 600 I think. Something Still, like that. I mean, to Craziness. be, to be, I've never to be been perfect, involved in something like to, that. To be perfectly honest, like, the, the craziest thing about it is not the insane bidding war that she got into, but just the fact that someone our age is has that kind of money to drop on art, you know? like yeah, it's for charity. I mean, like, you can sort of soften the blow, I think, that way a little bit. I, to, to me, though, it's still like you're, you're just buying art. Yeah. Like, well, yes, that's accurate. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, it's it's not like she has somewhere to put it. Like, Well, that's... I mean, that's probably the truth. <laughs> she has somewhere to put it. It's it's like in, in her house. But, I like, I understand the Is point. She, I mean... You know, you know what house. I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a parent's house. Like yeah, we got, now we now we got to go actually the house shopping and match the painting to the house. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can put it up in here. I reckon. Just tuck it up in the recording yeah. room. I'm Pri- sure we get away with place. this. Yeah, yeah. It's a good looking painting. Yeah, and, I, and it's, she, it's she a showed good me a photo the other day. It's, it. it's a it's a good painting. It's, yeah. it's a memorable painting. And for m- sure. money wise, um, the you could probably flip it for. And make a fairly good, a fairly large profit. If you that's the thing about paintings, though, that like unless they're a famous sort of artist, they're not that easy to sell. Well, I think it's I not think a very liquid asset. It's more like anything. Like I remember, we like last night we were talking to somebody who was trying to sell sell like China that was supposed to be worth a lot of money. But the issue is with that kind of stuff, you've got to know like where to sell it and organize and, to and, sell and it, and you've and, actually got to have someone who's willing to buy. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, it might be worth $1,000, but if nobody will actually pay it, then it's kind of worthless. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I don't think we've ever seen it. It's not that. a worthless painting. It's a good painting. I mean, it's, it's a, a great painting. It's a great memory. For sure. For sure, yeah. Just. And a good story. A hilarious story, for, uh, for sure. But. It was definitely the highlight of, actually, of the night. Actually, you know what? The highlight of my night was experiencing an espresso martini for the first time. For anybody out there. If, if espresso martini, like that phrase, triggers anything for you, you should follow that instinct and go have one. It was incredible. Love it. It was like, found my drink. I've always and found, I hate cocktails. I've always found them, like, really sweet. Well, exactly. Like, everybody else was sitting there and they would drink it and make this face and, like, complain. And apparently it hadn't been sweetened at all. Hmm. Um, so, it was like and it coffee, was, but with... It was basically just coffee, coffee and vodka. vodka yeah. It was great. I really you know you can it. make them at home. I'm sure I could. I'm coffee and vodka. <laughs> Some guy I had access to. Uh, just though. a coffee bag and a vodka bottle. A little garnish. Right. A little couple of beans on top. Yeah. Um, yeah, Froth so that happened. I wanted to move on and tell everybody about our first legitimate email that we got. You don't want to say that to the end? I want to... I, I thought about it and then I want... And then I, like... People tend to sort of, we don't, I don't know how many people we have at the end compared yeah, to the okay. beginning. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, so, we received our first email. Yeah, our first fan mail, almost. And you know what? Our first fan mail is a pretty fucking great fan mail. Yeah, so thank you very much to Will. Will, our friend Will. Our mate Will. Yeah, sent us an email, and I, I read the title, of the, I think it was like, Sam, please do, please do your damn taxes. Yep. Have you done your taxes? No, absolutely not. Because as I've, we established- as we establish, I don't need to. Yeah, but eventually, eventually. Yeah, we did establish. After that. some doing, you might need to do it this year. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, anyway, and so I opened the little email up and what, pe- and we'll, we'll make this available to everybody, I think, but, um, our mate Will has done an incredible job. Um, he's made a spreadsheet of all the drinks that we've ever had on the podcast. They're, I mean, it's got everything in it. They're alcohol content, standard drinks, manufacturers, which episode they were on. It's beautiful. It's great. It's a thing of beauty. Absolutely fantastic. And I wanted to read off a few things from it because I thought they might be interesting. Yeah, there's some cool like stats and stuff, which yeah. is always like a fun thing to actually go back and look at. It's oh. one of those things that like I've kind of been meaning to do maybe, but then just, you know, yeah. never get around to. And now I don't have to because Will's done it for us. Yeah, I want to say on the podcast as well, thank you, Will. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. Thank you very much, Will. Really floored us. Super, super cool. Yeah. I, I like some of the reading some of the stats. So... Around about, we've each consumed around about 70 standard drinks while making this podcast, Peter. Which is pretty good considering we've done... 50 episodes? We've done probably like 55 episodes with like bonus episodes and end of year episodes. Maybe maybe even close to 60. a few times? Yeah, maybe even close to 60. But we wouldn't have had beer on every single one of those. No, in fact, let me tell you this because I can also pull it up. We've had seven episodes where we've had a non-alcoholic beverage. That's... That's not as many as I thought. No, but it's still um, a fair amount. Yeah. like We're keeping the streak going this week. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's another coffee. We definitely prefer anything pale. Yep. So we got 13 pale ales, uh, 22% yep. of, what, of uh, what we've drunk in the podcast, and 34%, that's 20, um, pale lagers. Uh, what's our lowest? We've had one dark ale. We've had one non-alcoholic IKEA cider. Yep, I think we all remember Terrible. that one. Um, we've had two unknowns. What are they? Pete? Uh, one of I think that was just when we didn't actually. One of them was was from the Star Trek review that uh, we did, where we didn't yeah, have mini episode a drink, and then the first episode. I thought we did Coronas for the first episode, but I don't actually remember. Um, we can, we've got the, we've got the tape. We can take, check the tape. We can check the tape. Um, This is incredible, Will. So thank you very much. We'll release this probably on the Facebook page, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a Google sheet. So yeah. Yeah. Using the power of Google. Bloody Google. Did I tell you about how my workplace has uh, gotten rid of Microsoft office off our computers at work and we have to use Google? Google what? Google sheets and Google docs. Okay. And Google Slides. I thought Google stuff was just something like a Dropbox type thing. And Google Drive. Okay. Yeah. So Google Drive is like the Dropbox thing. And then they have like the Office suite. Is Google Sheets like Google just Sheets Excel? Google Sheets Excel, yeah. But it's got less features. Okay. Um, and Google and it's all about like the collaborative stuff, but it can be quite frustrating to work with. Okay. And I won't really get into it, no, but... We're not sure whether we can keep that if yeah. you get into it. Um. Anyway, we should talk about yeah, the homework movie let's now. Talk about the homework movie, yeah. Lucid Dream. Yeah, Lucid Dream, uh, Korean made. It was South Korean film. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was directed by a South Korean. I didn't look at the credits, I but don't, I don't know. Pro- probably. I mean, it was probably. in. It was in Korean. Um, so. and it was yeah distributed by Netflix. I think. Yep. Um, was actually surprisingly really solid. It was good. I think in line with a fifth, like the other. Korean movies I've seen, um, and Japanese live action movies I've seen. Uh, the plot was a little, the plot was fairly like straight 
straightforward, or maybe not straightforward, but like really, like clearly laid out. Yeah. Um, it it felt like, a little it, simplistic. It, it was it was not necessarily a really simple story that they told, but no. just the way in which they told it, there wasn't. It it wasn't a lot of mystery. Like you knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't. It's a similar sort of like. It's a similar sort of thing to Inception, where it's about going into dreams to solve a crime. Yeah. Um. So it's a similar sort of thing to that, but it doesn't have the like Christopher Nolan esque twist of what is actually going on. Yeah. Do you know what what's happening? It's it's all pretty. Uh. You know exactly what's happening. He's it's, he's going into the lucid dream. He comes out of lucid dream, and I don't know. He he's fights shifting people. his brainwaves. Yeah, yeah. Concentrate Weird. on shifting your brainwaves, Sam. Yeah. What the? F- what am I <laughs> Like I was at the point where the doctor was like, "You must concentrate on shifting your brainwaves away from his when you want to leave." I was like, "What, what the fuck mean? does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. So basically, the sort of overall plot of the movie yeah. is it it's follows. It's kind of source code. It's kind of Inception. It's a, yeah. It it takes a lot of inspiration from a lot of different areas. Yeah. Um, it's about this guy who this uh like well known journalist mm-hmm. who um takes his son to an amu- an amusement park. His son has some weird blood disease. Yeah. Um, and his son gets kidnapped at yeah. the amusement park. Min Woo. Yeah. Min Woo gets son who we both thought was a girl. Yeah. He's very, he's very effeminate. Yes, son. son. <laughs> um, um, yeah, his son snatched, and then it cuts to three years later. Three years later, through like a montage of like no leads found, like news articles, being no found. evidence no whatsoever, evidence. Yeah. and it's the, just he's like accosting bit, politicians, and yeah, it's just that little bit more transparent than what we're used to in like from like regular. Hollywood yeah, it does a lot more telling. Yes. Not showing. It spells out. You get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's very clear exactly. It's very easy to follow, I yeah. suppose, what's going on. Um, so it's basically, cast of three years later, and it's like the dad trying to figure out what actually, like, track down his son mm-hmm. and um, uh, using the power. He tr- he's trying to track down his son using the power of lucid dreams. Because, because he looks up how to find... Missing child, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Google, and uh, <laughs> this like website comes up which he clicks on, which is like I can't remember the exact title, which is a shame. But it's something like along the lines of like you know a step by step guide to finding your missing child. It's basically like the yeah uh, how y- Yahoo answers how yeah. do I find my missing child? Yeah, and then one of the answers is like hey you should try lucid dreaming. It worked in America or something. And there's this doctor which apparently you know somehow but it's yeah. never really clear. Does he have a relationship with her or something? I don't know. It might be that. Anyway, you get the impression that he knew her yeah. at some point. She runs the lucid dreaming department. Yeah. Where you, there's some weirdly specific rules that she goes over. <laughs> like, you must, you can go only go into your lucid dream for 10 minutes otherwise you get subdermal hematomas I think. Yeah. And um, the way that you tell that you're in a lucid dream yeah. is the second hand on your watch does not go around, but the minute hand and the hour hand does. Just really, really weird. It's really, like really Hungarian... specific things that yeah. never really come up again. That scene, yeah, that that detail to the movie, because more than me, more, more than anything else to me, uh, was the giveaway that there'd been some really heavy direct influences from Inception. Yeah. You know, like, as opposed to someone organically coming up with that, like, the idea of... Someone someone could conceivably come up with the idea of, like, going into somebody's dream and unknowingly create something that's basically Inception. Yeah. But 
um, the fact that like he he's told about the second hand thing, and then he never needs it. Yeah, like it's never important. Yeah, there's not it's a point where he's like running around like, and he's unsure. Yeah, he's in a fucking medical like facility, and then all of a sudden he's in some a place that's definitely a dream. So you don't need to worry about that. And then when he's done with that, he wakes up in the medical facility. Yeah, it was one of those things where you keep kind of waiting for there to be some big yeah. twist that has to do with the like weird conceit of the movie yeah. but that never really is the case never comes up and there's no inception ending you know where he gets what he wants and then like he looks at the watch and the second hand doesn't move it just never comes up yeah and it makes me think like because it has they wanted the to ending, and massive spoilers but yeah. the ending has a very inception like ending where he finds it he like kills the bad guy and finds his son mm-hmm. and he's all it's a big happy reunion just and no we're, ju- we're just kind of waiting for it to show like a lingering like him hug his son and you see his watch and the the second yeah. hand doesn't go around. But it never happened. Yeah. I'm kind of happy it didn't. I'm just saying it's a bit weird that the watch never came up. Yeah. Like, and, and the fact that you get, like, it basically kills your brain if you're in there for too long. That that was, because, like, there were a couple of occasions where he, like, has blood noses and stuff, but then... It never comes up. Then he's totally fine. And also, there's, 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 guy. there's this... Yeah, there's oh, a yeah. weird guy who's <laughs> like guy. in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair, but he's actually like a in the dream world. He's like he's, Neo. He's discovered the ability to invade other people's dreams, yeah. and um, he's got like weird Neo powers. But also, he says, "Oh yeah, if the person that whose dreams you are invading dies, you get stuck in their dreams." But didn't they also say you can only be in there for ten minutes? Yeah, it's weird. It's, and clearly he's been in there for longer. Yeah. It's odd. I mean, the whole Neo guy's storyline is kind of weird. Because, yeah, you know, like, there's a bunch of characters that don't really have any real resolution. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And and they they kill off... Like, like he has this mate who's a <laughs> private investigator. Yeah, there's a great character. He's like a Mr. Miyagi crime boss he's got like two dudes who are always working out yeah he's like a he's like a crime boss but he's a he's a private investigator yeah he's like oh don't you worry kid you took care of me this one time so yeah. i'll find your son no charge don't yeah. even worry about it I love to. we've got your back and then just randomly like in one of the not the final showdown but like the thing where it's where they finally reveal who was the man behind the curtain and, yeah. and who actually took his son and and they, like, reveal it, and then they, like, chuck him in the car and send the car plummeting into the lake for him to drown. Yeah. And just randomly... And the PI guy, like... <laughs> shows up. Fi- shows up and finds him. He's like, oh, there he is. And then he just gets stabbed for By no like reason. A, a weird ninja assistant guy who's, like, doesn't turn up. Who comes out of nowhere. He's out of nowhere. And just fucking But you get him. to see Mr. Miyagi, like... He, he, he like, pulls out his, like, car keys and just kills the assassin with it as well. I really liked him. He's crazy. He's, like, a mix between Mr. Miyagi and, like, Mickey from, like, Rocky. Yeah, was like, ah, oh, come on, kid, you can do it. <laughs> He's, he was great. I really enjoyed him. The problem with his character uh, is, like, um, throughout most of the movie, it's the main character and this police chief. Yeah. Who are, like, working on it together. The police chief's been on the case, and he's, like, weirdly open to just helping the main character. He's just like, oh, yeah, you can come into our police station. And- Share a dreaming. Yeah, sure, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you all that the That seems about right. Yeah. 
Um, and like, it doesn't. It wouldn't be necessary for a main character to be getting help by this grizzled detective and also the grizzled PI guy. Yeah, it's redundant. But unless the thing in spoilers, it, unless say one of them was evil. Yeah, right? and that's kind of the thing in that in the end that like we were saying we were kind of commenting that to each other as we were watching the movie, and then at the end it kind of really it really does actually make sense why he was so invested in helping him because spoilers he the police yes, chief turns yeah. out to be the bad guy and he actually so he like arranged for his son to be abducted so that because he had the same weird unique blood type. Um, as the police chief's daughter, as the police chief's daughter, who was all like similar age and all, and sick, yeah. Um, but sort of along the way, the kidnap all went wrong, and he lost the, yeah. the son. Um, so he was absolutely fine with the guy trying to find. The yeah. Son because... so, so actually, like he kind of was giving him all this help because he actually wanted to find him as well. Yeah. Um, which. It's actually quite a clever sort of plot thing, I think. It absolutely works. I mean, the, there's there's many... We say it's, like, simple, and there are a few weird things, but there are many things with this movie that really do work. Yeah. And there is quite a lot going on, actually. Yeah. There's, there's a definite, like... Um, there's, like, a, an evolution of, like, the plot. There's, yeah. There's some really, like... There's some, like, hopping from stages, and, and I quite like that. It's, like, the sign of a really developed plot, like... There's that whole first section where it is very much just source code. Like, he's going into the memory of the same day. So, it may as well be be source code. Just reliving it over and over to see what yeah. extra details... And then he's he getting, like, random dudes, like the chubby shop assistant. He, like, just gets him into there to volunteer for, for lucid dreaming to see what he saw from that perspective. Yeah. And that's all, like, one section of the movie. And then it sort of shifts to this, like, just regular, like, cop investigation thing with the, the other guy. And then it shifts to Inception. Yeah. Um, I like that. I mean, thinking about it, it was it was a fairly well-developed plot. There certainly weren't many massive holes or anything. Yeah, it's it's more it, it's it's a pretty well pulled off movie. Like all the the acting, I think is is pretty good for the most Absolutely. part. Yeah, it's and shot the very cinematography well. is is great. Mm. Um, I, I just think it like it lacks a little bit of polish in the in the writing in the dialogue. Yeah. Um. That being said, it's a bit hard to judge the dialogue just because um, it was translated film, so yeah. all entirely in Korean. So yeah, so that that makes it a bit hard to judge that. But just the the plot as well lacked a little bit of polish in terms of what everybody was actually doing. Yeah. But that being said, I I think it was a it was a pretty solid movie. I'd recommend Lucid Dream because it's a fairly solid movie and it's also. Um, a, a foreign film. It's a pretty good um, first foreign film as well. Yeah, you know for sure because it's got a lot of Western sensibilities. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't have. Um, it doesn't go too crazy with with like visuals or anything. Like, yeah, anything and else. it's not, very Western. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good transition kind of movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I think that I think that's. Would recommend. Yeah, would yeah. recommend. Um, thank you for suggesting it, Chris Matthews. Yes, thank you, Chris. Yeah. It was, yeah, a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, moving on, so the next thing that you wanted to talk about, Sam, was we both watched The Defenders TV show, ah, which yes. we briefly mentioned on our episode 50 yeah. live stream. Um, I watched The Defenders in a night. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's eight episodes. Yep, it's entirely doable. Yep. Especially if you skip all the Iron Fist stuff, which is yep. what I did. Um, what was your overall thoughts? So my overall thoughts, I would put, like, if, if Jessica Jones and Daredevil were on one sc- scale of quality, and Luke Cage and Iron Fist were on another side of it, I would put this sort of right in the middle. It's definitely better than Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Um, I liked it in that way. Uh, it's not quite Daredevil or Jessica Jones. And I think um, Sigourney Weaver, like, I got really excited about that because uh, she, you know, she plays the main villain. And the things that have been... Uh, there's a lot of things that have been great about Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but the things that really set them apart from the other two shows were their it villains. Is is they have some of the strongest villains in the Marvel great, universe. Great. I mean, great villains. Kingpin's one of my favorite villains in, in television. I mean, yeah. he's, he's awesome. And Kilgrave, in a completely different way, was great. I think that was the other really refreshing thing about them, was that they both had fantastic yeah, both. villains, but they were so different. Yeah, exactly. One and was, like, really relatable and cool, and one was just, like, terrifying. Yeah, and I think the Punisher was a very good... He, his mm. stuff was... Of the season two of Daredevil, his stuff was definitely the, the more interesting than the, yeah. like, Electra stick. Oh. Or the, like... Yeah bloody ninja Ninja stuff and that's kind of the real problem that i have with this series is that the its whole focus and the thing that brought all these characters together was all the stuff with the hand it was basically iron fists which i found really uh, yeah like the iron fist story and when it was in daredevil i really didn't find it interesting at all it was just kind of boring ninjury bullshit yeah and like in daredevil sort of they spend a lot of time building it up as this big mysterious thing. And then what the hand organization turned out to be was all kind of really disappointing to me. Cause like in season one, it was all like Madam, Madame Grau and um, that guy with the size that came back to life or something. The, yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Yeah. That had that crazy fight with, with Daredevil. And that was kind yeah. of cool. Just the small sort of glimpse. Yeah. But when it was the actual main focus of the story, it was, very unsatisfying, I found. Yes. Um, and I think Sigourney Weaver did a really good job with the dialogue and the story that she was given. Yeah. She, she Like, her scenes, she definitely was, like, the center of all of her scenes. She stole the show. And and there was there was the beginning of some sort of... Of, of a somewhat interesting... Yeah. ...villain there. And and big spoilers and stuff. Massive And I, and I won't, won't really get into it, but it's just... Her whole character arc is just really wasted. Yeah. She's just a bit of a throwaway character and it, yeah. like in the end she's a real throwaway character and you never really get to see them like the the actual real machinations of of her plan. Yeah. It just all kind of comes crumbling down and it's all just like oh we're going to blow up the city for some reason I guess. It just never really comes together. Yeah, I think I think what I would have liked to have done with this show is you get Sigourney Weaver to be the villain. And I think you need to have it be com- completely standalone. You know, she like have her have her be part of an organization or by herself, or whatever, and have her have no relation to any of the other villains yeah. that we've met before. You know, she's she's just completely new. She's a villain. I know it's kind of bad, and we saw the flip like when this goes wrong, when you like just create Ultron for the Avengers to fight kind of thing. But like, just a villain that was for the defenders. And no, and and no one individually. 
Yeah. I really thought... what this was, was like a Iron Fist storyline where he got help from the other three. Yeah. Kind of thing. It just And the way that they brought all three, all of the characters in together, I thought was pretty weak. Well, well like, I really did like I really did like when it, it Jessica makes it, Jones and Daredevil met. It, it yeah, it made it made sense for Daredevil and Iron Fist to be kind of teaming up for this. But yeah. Luke Cage was really just kind of shoehorned in there as like I do like oh that. you've just gotten out of jail and everybody loves you you're the yeah. hero of Harlem and so you're gonna try and take care of this kid and he gets he gets in too deep. And it's the hand and yeah. stuff, I guess. But I do love Luke Cage. There's something about him. He's just so simple. That character. He is just so like, simple. I quite like him. He's got a Hulk vibe to me. He was great in Jessica Jones, but not so much in... Because he, just, he is so simple. He, he kind just, of have a whole storyline. Yeah, he just couldn't anchor a series, which was such a shame. But I think he's a great extra. And, and again, very Hulky. Yeah. I don't think any Hulk movie by itself has really worked out, but it's just next to somebody else or in something, he's quite... He's great. I like his choreography or lack of choreography. You know what I mean? When he's fighting he's just people, kind of, he just, he's just like waiting. He's like, Catch bullets. Yeah. And he's just like, when someone's trying to punch him, he's just waiting for it to be over kind of thing. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that. One thing that I kind of noticed with the show, it was, is, and this is a problem that the Avengers has as well, hmm. is that it's really difficult to work out what the power levels of all these guys are. Yeah. Because... A lot of the fights are like fighting ninjas and stuff, but they're able to, that like Luke Cage was totally getting his ass kicked, and then yeah. he was like punching people, and they were just getting straight up. But really, he's like Superman punching people. Yeah, he's not actually. So the, I thought he was supposed to be super strong. He is really. He is super strong. Jessica Jones is, from what I understand, like the problem with having these small level characters is because um, they come from comic books. And comic books have different writers um, who were given a lot of liberty, especially when it's a minor character. Yeah. Um, what they can do can hugely vary, depending on what comic book you read. Yeah. But I think generally, Jessica Jones is meant to be stronger than Luke Cage. Um, and Luke, Luke Cage is just like, basically they represent like a Superman split up kind of thing, right? Like he's the invulnerable, he's invulnerable, but he's not meant to be like incredibly strong and she's mm. very strong, but you can just shoot her in the face. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he was probably the, the one that varied the most, right? Cause sometimes like you see him like lifting a huge cement block, um, the huge foam, totally foam cement block in that yeah. one scene. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And others, he's getting like punched around. I, get, I think the other problem was that no one was really sure how powerful Elektra was. A lot of the fights were with her, and she seemed to beat up Luke Cage quite easily. Um, whereas, like, nobody apart from Jessica Jones what? on the other, on, like, the defender's side could do that unless you were punching him with the Iron Fist. What was Elektra's whole deal? Because that just... She was the Black Sky. <laughs> she was the Black Sky, but what the fuck does that even mean? I don't... She... I, don't I think she was just um, a regular person, right? That she, that she got brought back to life and is good at Kung Fu, I guess. Well, she was already good at Kung Fu, and it looks like she's about as strong as... She may be a little bit stronger than the other ones. The other ones seem to have some sort of power to them, right? Only Madame Gao seemed to have power, though. Well, the other two were like... The other guys were super strong, They were strong, just a though. bit durable. Yeah. And strong. Yeah, but that that's what I mean, you know, like it was never really clear like it was all yeah. just a bit of bit hand Absolutely. like the, the I don't think the fight choreography was as good as it is in Daredevil. 
Um, no, although I liked Daredevil stuff. I really did enjoy, mainly because I think that Daredevil's just like watching a better version of Iron Fist and the Iron Fist TV show should just piss off. Yeah. Um, I liked how that was almost weirdly mirrored in the dynamic between the two. Like, um, Matt Murdock is meant to be like much better at, nin- he's just a ninja as well, you know, yeah. and he's much better at ninjuring than the Iron Fist is, is essentially his gig. Yeah. Uh, I just liked that. I was like, yes, he does what you do, but better. But he doesn't have a magical hand. Yeah, and this is lame. A magical hand that can punch bullets, I guess. Yeah. Because he totally does that in the show. Really? Yes. Oh, dear. He uses his hand to block bullets. Okay. (laughs) I'm never watching that show. Um, I don't know. I I did enjoy watching the series. And their their interactions I really liked. Um, But as I said, I watched it. I watched basically the, the... I watched three quarters of the defenders because anytime there was an iron fist scene i skipped the whole thing i think it's just and i think i had a richer experience because of it i think you probably did because i just don't think finn jones is that is a good enough it just, actor it was just like a boring it was just filling in time until it, i got to see he's not a good enough actor and it's just not written like you can good writing can make can save bad performances mm. but i just don't think that any of any of his stuff has been written very well. So I weak. thought the writing for, I thought the writing generally for a lot of the characters was very was a lot simpler. Yeah, if you get what I mean. Like so, a lot of Luke Kate, like a lot of Jessica Jones's whole deal was just, oh, I'm gruff and I don't really <laughs> want to be here, and it was just, yeah, she's, you know, it, it was it like not subtle enough. It was all just. We this is this character and this is what they're doing and they're gonna be yeah. that's their whole deal. So that's Jessica the- Jones is gonna be dark and edgy and, and grumpy and Luke Cage is gonna be all righteous about oh I've been to prison and you're keeping the black man down and it's Matt Murdock's gonna be all oh I need to I need to save all my friends and family I guess and he, gonna, he was very Batmany yeah this wasn't very either. very Batman and Finn Jones is gonna be all like. I'm a CEO, I guess. I bought this hospital. Look at me. Was, I'm the Iron Fist. His whole thing was he was really enthusiastic. I, like, I actually did like his interactions with the other characters when they were all together, when it wasn't his scene. He was like very. Much, he was the only one who was on board. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like the new, young, fresh face. Like, this is the first time I've saved the world kind of guy who was like, what are you talking about? We just get together. This is great. We'll form a team. It'll be cool. And everybody else is like, I have other things to do or I have a past. Like that kind of stuff. Dark past. I have a drinking problem. Yeah. I just think that like he could have been the really good like comic relief character. But Finn Jones just isn't a good enough actor. Not at all. Good old Loris. Yeah. Which Um, is just a shame. Yeah, I, th- I did notice the writing. I think that's probably the biggest thing to navigate when you're making any kind of the, like team-up movie though, right? Because you, you kind of have to at least simplify each character a little bit from their own show because you've only got a limited space to work in. Yeah. And, and they sort of become caricatures of themselves because of it. I mean, the sad thing is though, but, like, but Jessica think- Jones' writing was was so like she had she was, she was it's very one dimensional so, so different to her, her show was so different to all the other exact shows her show was definitely like, the most well written I may, maybe it just stood out more because her show is very like um i'm drinking during the day actually it's really dark it's yeah really dark and show. as i talked about in the live episode she totally 
steals a beer from a homeless man. Oh, yeah. Justifies it by saying, oh, I had a tough day. Yeah. Fuck off. That's pretty funny. Just terrible. But, um, it's, it's good fun, I suppose. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I probably wouldn't recommend it. It was a good fun night. Watch season one and two of Daredevil. Watch Jessica Jones. And watch Jessica Jones. There is no really, there are no good fight scenes. I thought, oh uh, yeah, like nothing, nothing compared to, is it the first or the third episode of Daredevil season one where he had, where it has that one continuous shot of him, um, like flipping dudes and, and that, that, oh, you remember that? One where he's got the bandana and yeah. he, in the rain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's season, season it was one. like episode two or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something like that, where that, that really cemented that it was a show about Daredevil and he just gets fucked up. Yeah. Um, and, and there was nothing, there was nothing really like that in this. Yeah. Surprisingly violent. Yes. But, yeah, always appreciated. But it's a comic book yeah. show because they never do it enough and it always seems weird. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I probably would recommend it as a bit of fun. Um, I'm definitely going to watch, if they do another season of Defenders, I'm definitely going to watch it though. Because, um... I think the thing that really carries all of these Marvel shows is the villain and who they're fighting. Um, and if they do another season, presumably it's not going to be an Iron Fist storyline, and it that might be enough for me to be interested. Yeah, they come well, up with the next the next things that they've got coming out are the Punisher series and Jessica Jones series two. Yeah, which I'll be excited. To. I I have no idea what they're going to do with Jessica Jones. Well, I. Do you know? Have you seen I, the trailer? I've seen I've seen like a like a thing of um, Kilgrave's potentially going to be in it because he was on set, or that might just be all like bullshit or like a flashback or something. But yeah, I yeah. hope it's a flashback. I, I reckon Luke Cage will be in it a bit more, probably. Um, I mean, you could the way that they I think what Defenders has done for them at least is established like they can have any of these characters walk in in an episode. Yeah. at any time. Yeah, I hope that's what they do. You know, like if she needs legal advice or something like that, at some point she'll Matt, have Matt Murdoch. Oh, first. except except for massive spoilers, he dies at the end for no reason. But then comes back immediately. Yeah, he does the whole Batman vs Superman. Jesus Christ! Always a poor choice. Yeah, always. If you're gonna kill him, kill him. If not, you look weak. Yeah. Yeah, it's like threatening. It's like like threatening a kid with punishment and not following through. Just erodes any everybody's confidence in you yeah just entirely did not need to happen yeah anyway I, the defenders yes i'd recommend it for a bit of good fun is it anywhere near daredevil or jessica jones though no. unfortunately yeah that's kind yeah. of my conclusion on that one yeah but anyway it's probably all th- we've got time for yeah thank you for listening yeah um to our regular scheduled podcast we'll um we'll have be pumping out regular episodes now. Yeah, uh, each week again. live episodes will come, but yeah. we'll give you, know. you fair warning as well. Yeah. I think because we stagger releases, I would say that we will tell you if we're going to do one, um, in in our podcasts. But I'd I'd say watch Facebook is the easiest way to keep up to date with that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And it works so well. I mean, it, let us know if you didn't didn't think if, you, if there was a problem or anything. But I think more the feedback I got from our Facebook live stream was that. It, was fine. Yeah. Most popular thing we've ever done. Most, yeah, by far. Crazy. Yeah. And, and where on Facebook can you find our page? Oh, that would be uh, Beaver Sam and Peter. 
on facebook.com facebook.com slash abimi there you go I don't even do the promo I did the intro um, so you can also find us on what Instagram Instagram AD. SoundCloud all the things yep. all the many many iTunes, things obviously yep iTunes um, what are they going to email us this week Peter what what, what question are they going to answer I don't know what's the meaning of life what's the meaning of life email us with uh, beer suggestions would be actually exceptionally helpful yeah and we're also always looking for homework movie suggestions as well yeah so our homework movie for this week is going to be Django Unchained which has been on Netflix for a while actually but it's just a it's just a movie worth talking about yeah it's divisive cool movie where it was at the time um so I think it'd be a good one to talk about yeah not for the faint of heart though so Pretty violent. Yeah, it's not for watching with young people or people who you just know won't handle violence well. Yeah. But But anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, we're out. We're out. Podcast over. Goodbye.